Captain's Log, Episode 69. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective, located at 35-11 Dittmar's Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective. On this week's beer cast, Captain Huck and the Beer Wonder welcome guest beer venture to be Sarah Nakost Karimi, beverage manager of the Beer and Cheese Collective. This show has five pours, a new and exciting origin story, and, you know, everything else you've come to love, hate, and tolerate about us. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you'd just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 69, Sarah Will Provide. Oh, the beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're beer Avengers, we're the beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the Beer Avengers. Welcome to the Beer Cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brown Stout. And coming to you from the eye of the storm in the East Bay of the San Francisco area, this is the pale male Hophead Huck. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder! And we are the I know I say this every week, but that one was actually really good, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of, proud us. of us. I'm not, I'm not going to even pretend to be humble. I'm going to actually brag. No, no bothering with a humble brag here. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, beer vengers out there. Uh, because if you listen to the show, if you've been on the show, of course. But if anyway, you're all beer vengers. The ne- never put the word honorary in front of that. We, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, gentlemen, uh, good to see you. Uh, how, how have your holidays been so far now that they're over? <laughs> happy and happy. your new year going? I should say. Yeah. New year's a little happy different, and, but happy and happy. That seems appropriate for you, Huck. Correct. Absolutely. Well, we're Five glad years, to be back so here for, for, for our first show episode, uh, 69, our first episode of 2023. Uh, looking forward to how things are. We have some wonderful pours, but most importantly, we have a mm-hmm. new beer venger to be uh, here uh, on on the on the beer cast uh, from the, the the beverage director. Did I say that right, uh, Sarah? Yes, beverage director. Yes, the beverage director, yes, beverage director. of the Beer and Cheese Collective at thirty five dash eleven Dittmar's Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Sarah Nakost Karimi. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be a part of the Beer Venture crew tonight. Well, we're, we're happy to have you here as uh, some Beer Venture crew, or sometimes we even call ourselves uh, the Beer Vengerverse. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it fits with the honest. whole. Uh... <laughs> I got to be honest, Sarah. I know this will come out later, but like, I think you're you're very influential in the Beer Vengerverse sphere, whatever, in, in, in multiple ways uh, that uh, that I'm sure will become apparent. But I think you 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 may be part of the glue that keeps this whole thing together. Oh, well, that's it, it, even more so special. recently, <laughs> okay. even more so recently, because you may remember back in uh, I think it was June uh, because it was Pride themed. Or it might okay, have been yeah. July, but uh, we had uh, Sarah's predecessor, uh, Rig Lefevre, who became known as Professor Pilsner, uh, yes, and uh, and 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 they they were the ones who who always gave us our beer. But Sarah has been doing this now, and and as you're going to find out soon, she's doing a wonderful job of it. Uh, in fact, oh, that sounds like actually that's an, usually we we sort of lurch into it, but that's just a natural segue. I think it's time for the pours, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. There I go. Beer. All I right, we... I'm ready to pour. Oh. I am ready, my friends. West uh, Coast yeah, time. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, you're already three hours earlier. I, I don't. Uh, hang on. Uh, you know beer what? Wonder, you know do what? I need to say it? 
I think you do because I honestly I tried. I've tried. I got put in my place last time. What? And and I I just I guess you know I'm going to pass the reins to you today. Well, well, well I uh, say, well, uh, well, yeah. Go ahead, Huck. I was going to say I thought since uh, Sarah was you know the sponsor that she's already you know benefiting from the being the beer venture sphere. So is she still so considered a you know. A guest. I mean, I thought she's like more like a, a you know, like a, 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 a already a, like crew member. Uh, You're digging you know, yourself uh, a big hole here, Huck. You're, You're saying yeah. because she's she's working the warehouse, bringing us the, <laughs> and so the, she deserves the, less to go first. Let well, okay, now you put it that way. I mean, come well, on. I feel like you know. I feel terrible about this now, gentlemen. I feel like I'm, I'm so proud. I feel like that you have all learned and figured this out on your own without even my intervention. I would say my work wonder, here is done, I, I told you you should have gotten him an done. Emily. Yeah, I, I I told you should have gotten an Emily Post uh, book for for Christmas, but now you said no, no. Huck's got it all together. All right, so obviously, Sarah, you will be going first. Uh, what what uh, what what lovely beer do you have with you today? Okay, so excited to tell you guys. Um, so today I got um, I brought one of my favorite uh, newer breweries. This is a lovely beer from Back Home Beer. And um, if you guys have not heard of this fun little brewery, it is um, new. She just started, I would say, last October was kind of her first uh, beer release. And by last, um, do you mean 2021? 20, yes, 2021. Yeah, so not not like three months ago, but uh, right. Yes, 2021. Um, but yes, so this uh, Back Home Beer is a um, basically started by this lovely Iranian-American woman. Her name is um, Zahra, and she lives in Brooklyn. And um, she started to uh, kind of do some home brews and then decided to make a business of it for herself. And she's doing very well. And has been kind of nominated in a lot of the uh, kind of beer publications of like Best New Brewer, Best New Brewery. And so it's very, very exciting. And yeah, she's local, Brooklyn. And um, this particular beer that I'm going to be drinking tonight is a pomegranate goza. Ooh. Oh, wow. And, so, and yeah. Sarah, where did you get that beer from? I got this lovely beer from the Beer and Cheese Collective in Astoria, Queens, on Dittmar's Boulevard, where I am. Which, of course, uh, the beverage that makes it a uh, <laughs> sponsored pour. Yes, right. sponsored pour. Of course, it is. We've a got a lot of those pour. coming tonight. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll open that up. Let's let's take okay. a look at it. Let's, yes. Uh, so this beer, it's called the Yalda Queen. Um, it's a kind of a, a one-off um, because in um, Iranian culture, um, the winter solstice is called Yalda, Shabba Yalda, which is like the night of Yalda. And it's kind of like people get together with friends and family. They kind of stay up all night and they have like all kinds of like snacks and drinks and tell like stories and read poetry and stuff like that. And so, um, so she did this for that, um, and released it. And it's, um, it's a goza that is brewed with pomegranates. Ooh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah. Fruit it's punch beautiful. looking. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful color. Um, yes. And pomegranates is like a kind of like symbolically, um, I guess, uh, one of the main roots in you know all things like persian culture and stuff not only of like just kind of like us consuming it but then also just in a lot of kind of like imagery and story and you know kind of like historical i guess folklore and all that fun stuff so oh very good yes yeah yeah Uh, um uh, all right well then the whole breach in etiquette uh beer wonders thrown me off entirely i don't know who's gonna go next uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that ball back to you well here's the thing huck was so eager and i was so mean to him last time i do feel like it would only be polite to let him pick up the reins here sure i I, I, yeah I'm, i'm feeling forgiving as well so yeah that's nice. I I assumed I, assumed I was going to go last after my after my breach of etiquette. Well, speaking of breaches of etiquette, last year, last week, uh, last episode, I uh, I kind of gave Bottle Logic Brewing a hard time mm-hmm. about 
not dating their cans that. and not not uh, not being as great as they as they are. But we're gonna test that. We're gonna we're gonna test that out tonight. We're gonna try a couple of bottle okay. of beers. I have the this is called the Siempre. Oh man, I should have learned the name. Siempre Explorado. Explorado. I mean, I'm always exploring, right? So uh, yeah. this is a uh, cool. a Mexican style lager. Mm-hmm. So you know, if oh, you can't. Cool. This is probably their, you know, low end of, of their, you know, high ingredient beers that they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. Let's see, let's see what we got here. All right. See if they can redeem themselves. Now Mexican lager is not my favorite style, but it should have some nice corn flavors. Oh, very nice. It should be nice and crispy, yeah, easy to drink. Really Looks good. like yeah. a uh, like a Corona or a. There we go. Yeah. Nice low number on the that. SRM chart. Mm-hmm. Low number on SRM, yeah, for sure, and uh, low ABV as well, but not too low. It's a, it's a four point nine. No, four point five. Right. That is pretty low. Oh, okay. All right. Cheers. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Um, Captain. I'm already liking the head retention on there for Mexican lager. So. One point. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. See if we can get some redemption tonight. Captain, given that you are closest in okay. geography to our delightful sponsor, it does feel right that you'd go next. I will. I will th- well, thank you. I graciously accept that responsibility. Um, so interesting. When I, when I went to, to get these beers from Sarah the other day, uh, you know, she remembered exactly what kind of beers we like. You know, she uh, mm-hmm. she rem- she knows that the, I like the dark stuff and, and knows that the beer wanders into the into the IPAs. Um and uh, so she gave me a couple of really great ones. Uh, one of them uh, was uh, this Evil Twin uh, 12% Imperial Stout. Uh, but we're doing two shows tonight. So I'm going to go with the other one, which is the exact opposite end of the spectrum, which is this lovely uh, traditional English porter from Duchess Ales. It's called Augur Porter. Sponsored pour. Uh, and it is a 4.6% ABV. Sorry to disappoint you there, Captain. everyone. Captain, what are you Mine doing? I was four point nine, actually, not four point five. So I'm still all right. So yes, I am the lowest. You're, you're uh, lowest. Uh, we didn't check the goza. so far. We didn't. Oh, is Sarah, what, what is the ABV on that the one? You know, ABV. I'm going to tell you in one second. This one is four point. Sorry, even with glasses, it's like hard for me to see. I think it's four point eight. <laughs> all right, oh, all right. So so far, okay. So here we go. Yes, Cracking we this open. A, you know, it is a school night, so. That's true. <laughs> well, for us, it's a two-show night. Yeah. You don't know what's coming later oh, for us. Yeah. We, but, we do uh, rely on the captain are. to bring the ABV averages up. There we so, go. You know. We're liking the color a lot. Especially it is. Nice. It is. It's oh, like, yeah. like I said, this is a traditional English porter. That's part of why the ABV is so low. Yes. Uh, yeah. When stouts came out, they were called there. stout porters. But there we are. There is my Augur porter from Duchess Ales, and I'll look forward to telling you more about that. That's a premiere for Duchess, too. Yeah. It is. All right, so. So, uh, all right, Beer Wonder, thank you for your patience. Obviously, yeah. it is now your time to well, see what you, you got. And, and in the same way that you have won this evening and Sarah has won this evening, I also have a... Sponsored pour! Okay, there, yes, a sponsored pour <laughs> from our friends of the Beer and Cheese Collective, selected by the one and only Sarah. Sarah, you know me so well. You know I love a hoppy beer. You know I love a New York beer. And you know, I don't get up to the Bronx breweries as much as I should, so tonight... At Sarah's suggestion, I will be drinking a beautiful Gun Hill IPA from our friends at Gun Hill Brewing. And I do want to say that tonight I'm the one bringing the averages up because my beer comes in at 6.6%. Nice. Very good. Yes. Which is low for averages on this crew, but we're going to make it work. It's also pretty modest for an IPA. Yeah, I mean, it's just a regular, you know, it's not a double or anything. So I feel like it's a good... Yeah, I feel like they yep. can range oh, anywhere right. between like six and seven. You know, yep. there we well, go. it's definitely oh, already nice. getting a little bit of that pine off the top, which is nice. Oh yeah. So, so this is just the straight Gun Hill IPA. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this must have been one they've been brewing for a while. Yeah, this is their the one mm-hmm. their one of their flagship beers. Very. Nice. It looks like it's got that that nice dark uh, uh, amber almost uh, IPA color. Nice big fluffy mm-hmm. head on there. Mm-hmm. It's a good looking and good right. smelling beer, and I can't wait to dig in. Yeah. Well, then let's all dig in. Yes, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers. 
That's very nice. Oh, we had a bit of a mustache issue because the head is hanging on very intensely. Um, oh yeah, and it just it just allowed it to linger a little bit. Super, it's it's. I believe it says it's um, mosaic and crystal hops. I'm getting a lot of that. It's got that like kind of American tri- standard tri- typical American nice bitterness, a little bit of sweetness at the front. It definitely sticks around in the back. I love this beer. It's such a good, Sarah, you know me so well. It's such a good beer. <laughs> I'm glad you're curious why it. you chose this one. Um, we had just gotten a fresh batch of Gunhill Brewery mm-hmm. in and Freshness. we haven't had them in, in a really long time. So I was like very excited that we had Gun Hill back in the shop because I feel like they make such amazing beers and don't worry, Glenn, because we are, um, I'm getting some void of light from them as well. Oh, hooray. Is that yes. their standard one or is it one of the variants? I think it's just the standard, which, which is, I, the, which is still the best one. Yeah. I, I, I always enjoy trying the variants, but the original void of light is probably my favorite. Yes. So we got, like yeah, butter. we had that in and then, you know, Glenn just kind of, Came at the right time to collect some beers, and I was like, "Oh, we just got Gun Hill in. I'm going to give you one of these." Because I was very excited about it, so <laughs> I had missed them. So. Now, now I don't know if we'll be having the other one while you're here. So, why don't you give us the other information? Because you said the other one you gave me also brews at Gun Hill, right? Well, it's so they Gun Hill is um, selling. So I think it's one of the owners of Gun Hill got a space upstate New York and started like a side project called Vosburg. And it's like, um, okay. and then, so they are doing, and so that's somewhere upstate New York. I can't remember exactly where. So they're doing, he's doing like a little side project, um, of like a small, like doing a smaller brewery up there called Vosburg. And then, so whenever you, you know, want to order from Gun Hill, they usually always have a couple of those beers, which I had never had before. Um, so I was very excited to get them in. I mean, on paper, it sounds really awesome. And, you know, I like the can design. It was like very cute and simple. So well, cool. hopefully, Mr. Beer Wonder, you will enjoy that one as well. <laughs> I'll be happy to quality control it on our yes. next episode. You know. <laughs> Well, I uh, I have to say I'm, I am really enjoying this porter. It's uh, it's nice because it's uh, even though it's it's got a really rich flavor for especially for a four point six. Uh, it's uh, I mean it's not not quite as uh, like sometimes I associate this like the dark mild. It has some, sort of there's some kinship there between them, but this is a little more full bodied than yeah. that. Uh, it, what I was reading uh, on their website about uh, now this particular brewery, uh, Duchess, I believe it's named for the county in Long Island where they brew it. Um, mm. although it is, it is brewed and looks, it looks like in a, a number of different States. So they might have some, uh, you know, itinerant, uh, situations in the other, other places. Yeah. According to the can, this one is brewed at great South Bay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what. Oh, cool. Um, I feel uh, like some of their stuff is also brewed somewhere uh, either upstate or in Westchester. Yeah, Dutchess um, County's upstate. Yeah. So somewhere. Uh, well, I thought Dutchess County was, was still considered to be Long Island. I believe there's only two counties on Long Island. No, Duchess is... So Nassau, Nassau and... and yeah. Su- uh, no, Suffolk. Suffolk. Yeah, no, Duchess is yeah. upstate. Oh, okay. But yeah, I met the the brewers um, like years ago when they first started out because they used to always come to hang out at the Diamond Bar when I worked there. And it was one British guy and one American guy. And they, you know, kind of did some experimental brews and then we had a cask line and then they um, made some cask ales for us that we would serve. And, you know, they kept on saying like, we're getting a space. We're going to, we're going to do it somewhere upstate. And I'm very excited to see that they actually finally did. And, and, and they make really, really great beers, but it's very, yeah, it's very much the style is very influenced from like old school British beers for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and that's that's why they had that low ABV. But it really, uh, it really does have that nice, nice portery uh, that, that 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 chocolatey taste to it, and it doesn't doesn't taste thin. Uh, I was curious when I was looking. I don't always do research before I have a beer. Sometimes I like to go in cold. No pun intended. Uh, but I, I wanted to see what you know what what was out there because I, I looked at some of the stuff of the website, but and I found some stuff on Beer Advocate. And I came across one review I just had to read uh, as part of the thing because it's uh, it's someone who calls themselves Raul Mondizi from California. 
Okay. Oh, gosh, here is Raul's uh, Ra- Raul's uh, review. My God, this one speaks to me like a lady in the night when I am down and out. I mean, <laughs> oh imagine being on your last leg, then Susie two twirls give you one more. Yeah, I'm into that. Like licking some cotton candy at midnight. Yep. Wow. So, uh, another perspective hey. on the Aug reporter. <laughs> Huck, is that you? Is that you? Is that your other alter ego? Is that another of the names that we have on there? You're, you're writing beautiful poetry about beers. Oh, my poetry's not that good. That was that was that was gorgeous. Yeah. So, Huck is uh, is is Bottle Logic uh, redeeming themselves at all with this? Well, uh, you know, okay. I, I gave him a hard time, and now I'm giving him a harder time by starting with a style that I don't really like very much <laughs> oh boy this it is how does canceled it does hit the points of the style i'm getting nice head retention also nice lacing so in appearance it's got the right color so if i was a beer judge i would be like okay it's hitting all the points it's not wowing me though but it is a, it is a mexican style lager so it's meant to be quaffed and on a hot day mm-hmm. and you know it's just not super flavorful it's not it's not crappy it's not like a, a corona there we go. That's my review. It's not crappy. Yeah, but the, the, that that, that uh, sounds like it could be an episode title that I think we can do better. Crispy chips yeah. says <laughs> it's not crappy. Let me try another oh, sip. <laughs> All right. Well, for better tasting say, notes. Oh, go ahead. The opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of our illustrious sponsor, the Beer and Cheese Collective. Let's be very clear on that. <laughs> no, no, but uh, we're not going to sugarcoat things. Uh, I mean, we might we might tone them down right. a little Look, bit, but uh, we, we 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 have integrity. Yeah. Bottle Logic has a lot of cred in this in the industry. They do as being one of the top brewers, and I've besides their stouts, I haven't really hit on a beer that I think was really. That great. Oh. Okay. Noted. Right. Well, to we some other tasting notes. Yeah. It could be like this great feud, a one-way feud, because they have no idea who I am. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's the My new feud um, with Bottle Logic continues. You can start leaving unsavory messages. But I have a second one, so <laughs> we, we will continue in this episode to to uh, test the logic of the Bottle Logic. This one's almost gone, so. Well, from from one extreme to another, uh, Sarah, I know you're uh, you're a big fan of back home. Yes. In fact, uh, when you when you fo- sponsored the first uh, when you put together that first Boss Lady Brews, I remember meeting her. Yeah, and she's very nice. Uh, I haven't had this. I've had a couple of her beers, enjoyed all of them, but I haven't tried this one yet. How is it? It's very very good. It's um, I'm sure. Have you had her original um, Goza that she brewed, which was the the sour cherry sumac? Ooh. I, I think I did. Okay. I, I, I've had a couple of different ones okay. from her. Yeah. So that was, that's like her, that's her, one of her first brews. It was basically that one she made. And then she made the, um, her blue salt, the Persian blue salt lager. Um, I remember that one better. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that sounds Yeah. Good. That one is really nice too. And so this one, she just released, um, right the, uh, like kind of the beginning of December for the winter solstice. Mm. And then she also released a, um, Orange Blossom IPA as well, which is also really, really nice. But yeah, no, I think, I mean, she makes gozas. I think they're great. There's just like a beautiful tartness to it from the pomegranate, you know, subtly fruity. You know, you can definitely taste a little bit of that salt that's supposed to be there from uh, being a goza. And it's just, yeah, just all around, like very pleasant and yeah, it just has a lot of flavor, and the color is beautiful. And yes, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think aside from my uh, my usual wheelhouse of beers, I think Goza is one of my favorite other flavors of beer. Yes, other styles. Yes, <laughs> that's definitely like one of my favorite, like in the category of like sour styles. Um, just because yeah. I just I love that that saltiness, and I feel like sometimes people don't put enough salt for me. I'm like, Oh, the saltier, the better, but mm. that's kind of like what draws me into the, to the gozas is that salt. But well, didn't I hear that part of the reason she was drawn to gozas was because that's in, in Iran that, that men salt their beer. 
I thought I read her saying something like that. Yeah, they do that a lot. Like they'll put a little salt on the rim and stuff, which I feel like is very yeah. common in a lot of cultures that they do that and stuff. Yeah. And her grandfather would uh, is also a brewer, and that's kind of where she got the love of brewing beers because her grandfather in Iran used to brew beer, and this was like before the you know when they actually had alcohol and before the revolution and before the islamic republic had taken over so she comes from you know a line of uh of beer brewers and that was kind of her inspiration was her grandfather to kind of start doing like home brews and then you know she got into it and wanted to do it full time so yeah it's a very cool origin story for sure yeah but, yeah. oh, now, I want to revise this a little bit. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, as I'm drinking, it's got a nice, it's got a nice sweet aroma, a sweet uh, like that sweet corn aroma, and it does have a sweetness uh, to it that I think could be very enjoyable. Okay. Good, very good. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Uh, sometimes, uh, usually, this finishes is on a bit smoothly. Of a... Oh, I was exactly. waiting for it. <laughs> finishes smoothly, <laughs> and that's is it finished? Some... Are you finished with it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, you ready for my next oh. one? Oh my! No, well, I well, I actually, I, yeah, I, I, we did. We, there was something that Sarah said a moment ago. I'm surprised it didn't trigger uh, the usual sound effect. It, it does, but it reminded me that you know we've we've had our beers. Uh, we've having some of us still having our beers mm. because we weren't drinking a, a, a beer we were excited to get rid of. Uh, but uh, but Sarah <laughs> did use a couple of words there. That uh, we kind of need to, uh, we want to hear more about, you know, her, what her story is, where she came from. Uh, oh, in boy. other words, I think it's time for her, uh, for her origin story. Origin story. Origin story. That's right. Oh, that that's uh, always always gives me chills. Uh, that's right. It's uh, Sarah. This is Sarah's first time on the show, and we, you know, I've I've known her for the last. I think yeah. we figured eight years or so, but I don't eight I don't years, really know. Yeah. How, uh, how how she got started either personally or professionally in beer. Um, so Sarah, uh, start wherever in that journey where you want to and uh, what, what got you interested in beer? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's been a very long journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know I've always, you know, always liked beer, um, you know, just kind of just, you know, how any young person starts off with their you know journey into underage drinking um you know it was always at first you know crappy <laughs> bad beer <laughs> what, what were some of the first crappy bad beers you had if you remember um budweiser oh yeah budweiser i think was my first budweiser or the first beer i got intoxicated it was budweiser via a straw Oh my gosh. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a level uh... <laughs> right there. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, definitely not my idea. It was just, uh, handed to me with a straw already in it. And I was a little confused and my friend was like, Oh yeah, no, this will, this is better to drink it out oh. of a straw. And where like, were okay. you being handed you know, a I Budweiser was, uh... with a straw in it? Like where in the world was this? Um, it, this was in Northern Virginia, a suburb of Washington, D.C. is where I grew up. And at that time, oh, man, I think I was like 13 or 14. Sorry, I, was, I, I was quite young. This, honestly, Sarah, this happens all the time. Uh, I think you're totally good with the statute of limitations at this point. No yes. one's going to come knocking on your door and, you know. About my, yes, yeah, hopefully. Well, she used a straw, so. No, so yes, I was, I was. yeah. Yes. <laughs> very safe. Uh, very safe. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you know, you kind of go through that in college, you know, I spent a few years going to school in Maryland and in, in Baltimore. And again, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a journey through, you know, more crappy beer. But I remember there, um, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with uh, Baltimore, but there is a little area um, called Fells Point. Mm -hmm. It's a really cutesy little area. It's kind of close to the water. Um, you know, it's just kind of filled with shops and 
um, bars and restaurants and stuff. And then there used to be this little bar called Friends, and it was like a cool little dive bar. And on Sunday nights, they had a deal where you get like three beers for like, it was like three for $3, but they were like little skinny beers. I think they were just like little kind of like eight ounce pours, but you had, and they had just like a, you know, I don't know, 10 to like 12, I think line tap list. And you had to get three different ones, but it was only for $3 and it just was kind of like a big hit for the college students. Um, when I first started going there, I, I was underage, but because it was a Sunday night, they didn't have anybody at the door, so nobody um, carded us. That's a loophole. And I, and I, yes. Well, and I went with some college friends that had just kind of recently, either recently had turned 21 and who had been there before, so they kind of um, knew some of the bartenders and or had like fake IDs. And so I kind of like slipped through the cracks with them. And then so, you know, not that they had like the best, you know, kind of list, but I think that was kind of like the beginning of trying like things other than like crappy beers. Cause I think they had like Saranac on tap and then maybe some, some like Belgium stuff. I think maybe, I don't know, some like Chimay stuff, but they definitely had, like things that weren't like your typical like Budweiser, like Rolling Rock. And I even think this is like going to date me a little bit, but I even think like back in the day, like, you know, if you were like drinking like bass ale, it like kind of seemed a little fancy. <laughs> no, that I'm, I'm with you there, Sarah. That, that was one of the, fir- well, that was one of my first go-to beers that, that did make me yeah. feel like I start for me, it started with bass and then, then went on from there. But yeah, that was definitely for a while. I was always looking for bass. Yeah, so like Bass Ale, I remember like Saranac was a big one, and I'm trying to think of like other ones, but that was kind of like the first time where I kind of stepped out of just like drinking like lagers because they would have like like black and tans and like porters and like ambers and like different and like IPAs and different kind of pale ales and styles that, you know, I kind of never really ventured into. And I think that was just kind of like, the first time kind of like dipping my toe into like different styles and different types of beer. Cause the only way you got the deal is if you ordered like three different, like skinny beers. Ah. And, um, and then from there, you know, just kind of like grew and, you know, I got into, you know, trying and, you know, my palate got like used to, or or not used to, but got (laughs) excited about trying like different flavors and things like that. And I think that kind of like led into like going, I don't know, I feel like most people, or at least a lot of people that I've talked to, once they get into that like craft beer journey, I think there's definitely like a moment where you head down like the Belgian, yes, like the Belgian kind of like route. And I feel like, you know, yeah, drinking stuff like Oma Gang and, and Chimay and Delirium and all that stuff. Like, I think you kind of feel like you're you're kind of doing something super fancy and, and different from the, from the crowd and stuff. So, <laughs> so that definitely like turned into, yeah, trying all like the Belgian things. And then, um, yeah. And then, you know, from there, you know, just kind of my love for beer kind of grew my palate kind of grew and continued to like try experiment with different, styles and then um when i was uh kind of recently after i moved to new york i started working at at a wine bar in midtown in rockefeller center and we were kind of like a premier wine bar and had like over 100 like wines by the glass but we did have some beers but the beers that we had they were all like craft beer so i remember like we carried firestone we carried victory we carried like Oma Gang, and then so that kind of kind of furthered my, uh, you know, my repertoire into like trying kind of like more of like the American craft like scene and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so we had a lot of like, I mean, it wasn't a huge list, but we definitely had um, a lot of stuff, you know, that was all just like small or at the time was considered like smaller breweries like victory and firestone 
even though, I mean, they are still considered craft beer, but, you know, they're definitely so much bigger than, so much bigger now than, you know, than they were, I'd say, like, you know, 10 to like 15 years ago. Sure. Yeah. I mean, with the, yeah. uh, especially Victory, now with their, uh, well, I mean, Firestone, I think is obviously they're, they're huge, but then Victory, now they have that collaboration with Six Point and Southern Tier, uh, that three-pronged approach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was Victory, Oma Gang, Firestone. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember like what other, because it would also like rotate. We had some like Belgian. Oh, we had you know the um, the the famous like Canadian one like La Fin du Monde and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys ever had that, but there it's like a very high ABV. It's it's from Canada, but it's like very high ABV kind of like I think it's like a Belgian triple or a Belgian uh, quad. Yeah. Um yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had stuff like that. Um so yeah, and that, you know, and then that kind of led me into um working for my friend, uh Dave, who opened the diamond bar mm. in Greenpoint. Yeah, in Brooklyn I went there. Because yeah, oh, yeah. It, I oh man, I miss that place so much. Yeah, you were, but, you yeah, were there so pretty he, much the whole time, right? I was from the beginning. Yeah. So he, um, you know, he had a very much big kind of like craft beer and wine history himself, and uh, he um, he used to work for Be United in New York, and they're like a major distributor. Um. Or actually, they're more they're more of an importer, major importer of uh, all all the delicious fine beer from all the rest of the world. And um, so he was going to open up his new place. And then, um, you know, he knew I bartended at the wine bar and he was like, "Uh, I really want you to bartend at my new place in Brooklyn. Will you do it? And I was like, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And so he kind of, you know, after just kind of knowing some things and you know you know some stuff about craft beer he's the one i'd have to accredit like all my craft beer knowledge and like how i really really dove deep into the beer world because you know when they first opened they were just um they just did beer and then eventually we added wine and stuff but it was just all all craft beer at a time you know in greenpoint where i mean there were still tons of like bars and it was still like a trendy neighborhood but it wasn't um it wasn't what it was now and like we were kind of one of the first people to kind of be there no, the as a still there, it's, bar it's for sure it's not no it, it closed like two years ago my avatar picture yes. on my instagram <laughs> hophead huck is me having a beer at diamond bar oh is it oh that's um, wonderful oh, cool. it was a good beer too I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Dave just. We used to do the Brooklyn. <laughs> that would be a so much better story we if you did. We used to do the yeah. Brooklyn Beer Book, and and that was one of the mm-hmm. spots. Uh, I went. I did a. Yeah. Well, oh, I was. did a Greenpoint. I don't remember. I was by myself. I, okay. Uh, yeah, because yeah, there weren't uh, a lot of places that were doing craft beer at the time. There's that like old school bar in. Williamsburg that had been there forever mugs oh yeah, yeah mugs yeah mm, yeah we went there a few times yeah yeah, yeah. so there's mugs and then spite and dival yep. was there because that's funny Dave actually worked at spite and dival while he was like trying to like broker you know some sort of like deal of like finding a space and and you know figuring out how they're gonna like you know rent a space and turn it into a bar and all this stuff but yeah he was working at spite and dival spite and dival was there mugs was there I don't know, maybe like one other place that was like really doing craft beer besides us. And then, um, but it's funny. Yeah. Like as soon as we opened, I feel like just, a, you know, a few years later, just so many other places just started popping up. <laughs> one of which was the formerly known, uh, beer, uh, a story of beer and cheese, uh, on Dittmar's Boulevard. And so when, when, oh, so yes. when did that, uh, when did you, when did, cause for a while, Obviously, uh, you you kept it the and Dine Bar while you we started working there, so so that's yes. all overlapped in there. So when how 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 far into that uh, rain did that happen? Oh yeah, that oh man. So yeah, did yeah, Story Beer and Cheese opened two thousand fourteen, mm-hmm. and Diamond Bar had been open since. 
I want to say like since 2012. Okay. No, no, two, wait, no, 2011, maybe. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Sorry. It's no, <laughs> okay. I, I, uh, I'm I like, have the picture. Were... And uh, maybe you see there's like a rainbow <laughs> oh wall. Gosh. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. No, I do remember oh, wow. that. Yeah. There you go. And it was oh, a yes. uh, hermit thrush sour. Oh, yes. I, it was in my sourpuss phase. And that was it. That oh, was that's really awesome. good at that time. Hermit thrush is really, really good. I got to get back, get more of them in the shop. But I don't know. It's they used to, we used to be able to get them often. And then for some reason, I feel like after the pandemic, a lot of uh, breweries kind of scaled mm. down or changed up their distribution because some things that we used to get a lot, hmm. I don't, it's hard to get nowadays. Yeah. But I love thermit. Yeah. I love hermit thrush. Yeah, I was a thrush nut for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no, they make delicious, delicious beer, especially if you're into sours, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, sorry, the Diamond, I think, was around because when we closed, yeah, so we're, we're 2023 now. So they closed in 2021. That's too bad. It's kind and of a tough location, I they suppose. They had been a little off the beaten path. Yeah. A little bit off the beaten path, but it was, you know, it was fine just because so many things had blown up around mm. the area that, you know, we, there's always a lot of foot traffic. Um, yeah. Cause especially along the water, like, you know, Franklin turned into Kent mm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, kind of so many things were new and coming up on Kent and stuff, but yeah, so we were around for, um, 13 years. That's amazing. Wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That is incredible. So, oh, it's too yeah, bad so gone. they opened um, earlier. Yeah, you know, it was tough. We, uh, the lease hat was up and then the building was being sold. And, you know, the, the new landlords coming in, they were planning on doing a bunch of like construction. So we were going to like lose our backyard. Oh. And that was kind of the the kind of the bread and butter of of our place especially during like warm weather and then um i think the rent was just gonna like you know just become like double or triple and it just yeah it just didn't make it didn't make any sense to try to continue because i just feel like it would just it just would have been too hard yeah, and it still was the pandemic, mm. you know, and nothing, you know, nothing was still, you know, was certain quite yet, even though things were getting better, but, you know. So it was one of those things where they had to just kind of cut their losses. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like a similar kind of thing, like what happened with John Brown's, uh, because mm-hmm. the, that location they were at was just no good. There were, it was always a little off the beaten path, but then the pandemic kind of made it even worse. And they got to a point where they were supposed to re-sign the lease, uh, and they didn't see it getting any better anytime soon. So they had those Wait, two locations. They, they just well, the original one did, but remember they had, they had a second one. I can't remember what they called it. Uh, they were oh. trying to bits expand the empire, uh, and the yeah. other one was I, th- I think I think John Brown's like is Kansas like 30... City. Yes. Oh, okay, maybe there is off like the thirtieth thirty ninth Avenue stop, like the stop oh. right before you get into Queensboro Plaza. Um. The original one, I think, was more like Not off the. the original, uh, yeah. The oh, original the new one. one yeah. It was like, yeah, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the new one was called uh, Mother. I'm not sure which train is best there because I always wind up riding my riding a, like a city bike there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, but it, it was called Mothership Meat for a little while. Okay. They, they had John Brown and they had Mothership Meat and then they closed the original John Brown and turned Mothership Meat into John Brown. Oh, okay. All right. So it still exists, but just not the original location in LIC. That's correct. Yes. Yes, I think there was like a big, uh, I don't know, big like a lot of drama with the owner when yeah. Amazon was putting a bid to open an LIC because he wanted yes. them to be there. And then I think when, um, after all, I guess like the protests and people not wanting Amazon to be there, I think he went on some scary rant on the interwebs. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't remember exactly all the details, but I just I remember he was very angry and upset that that deal got messed up. I mean, yeah, I, st- I still like that place, but that's the reason I'm sometimes kind of conflicted about going there because of because of stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, I guess I, I get it as a as a business owner, but I think from what I remember, I think he had like a full blown like tantrum online. Yeah, <laughs> never a good look. So between working. Between working at the Diamond Bar, uh, you were there for, for a few years already. And then uh, yes. what led you to uh, Story of Beer and Cheese? Oh, yes. Story of Beer and Cheese. So what happened? Oh, so I had my first child. I had my son. Um, so And I was no longer working at the wine bar in the city. And um, yeah, and so I was just working at the Diamond Bar, but I was only there and I'd always always only really had been there for only two days a week. And then, um, so I just kind of wanted to like get back to work and just needed to. Um, and then I just was, uh, and we had just moved to the Dittmar's area because my husband and I lived off of 30th Avenue on 42nd street for, I don't know, maybe like almost 14 years. And then, you know, since we had a baby on the way, we just wanted to move somewhere where it was a little bit bigger. And then so we moved on the Dittmar side, which was definitely like a little bit of a culture shock because back then, I mean, there were definitely still, there are places on Dittmar's, but it just seemed so much more like quiet and mellow in comparison to like 30th Avenue and Broadway. Um, I'm not sure where you live in Astoria, Beer Wonder. I know where... The captain lives, but well, beer wonders in, in Brooklyn. The of Kings. Uh, oh, you were in Brooklyn. Yes, okay, sorry. Kings, yeah. So. Or have I said too much? Have, yes. I, have I said too much to reveal people, a secret location? People, beer wonder. They know what Kings is, and, or they should if they know Gotham. Okay, but yes, yes. no. I, but I do enjoy. Yes. Uh, I really. I was. I was with the captain last night, actually, and uh, and I really do enjoy sort of the 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 different vibes that you get as you move through Astoria, for sure. Yeah. Well, and Dittmar's has definitely changed now and it's like so many places and, you know, things have popped up. But like, yeah, when we first moved here, I was like, oh, man, it's really weird and quiet over here. (laughs) (laughs) But then we were, you know, we were walking down Dittmar's and just kind of like checking it out. And then I saw that they were doing like construction, um, you know, along the facade of where, you know, beer and cheese is. And um, and then they're. And then I saw there was just like the logo and I remember being at the Broadway location and I'm like, Oh, I know this place. Like this, this is like the beer and cheese on Broadway. I've been there before. And I was like, Oh wow. They're opening up one over here. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Cause I'd been to the Broadway one and I enjoyed it. And I thought it was like super cool and cute. And I obviously loved all the beer and then, and then on the door, they had, um, Rick had posted that, you know, he was accepting applications for various, uh, positions and stuff. And I, I needed a job. So I just kind of took a quick picture of his, you know, of the email and stuff on the door. And I kind of sent him an email and, you know, I think like a few days later came in for an interview. Oh wow! <laughs> just, and it just was really it was, you know, and I had been actually, I had been going on interviews in different places in Brooklyn and in Manhattan for like other bartending gigs. Mm. And so this was just, you know, very convenient that I could just, you know, walk there, especially because I had a little baby at home. So, and then from there, just kind of, that's, that's how it started <laughs> at the And now it's, Eight years later. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, the, the partnership got severed. Uh, the name has changed. So now it's the Beer and Cheese Collective, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, now now you're the beverage yeah. manager. Well, I mean, I think you were you were sharing some of those responsibilities before the professor left, right? Yes, with yes, with the professor. Yes, I had a and couple of you. accounts, and then he did um, the rest of it, and then now now I do now I do it all. So what does that do aside look from like? Yeah. Go what ahead. exactly does that entail? Like what is as what as the beverage director, what what can we expect from you? <laughs> um, well, it entails a lot of dreaming about beers. Because mm. <laughs> that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> no, yes. No um, doubt. It's, it's floating around your head all the time. 
yes <laughs> there's a lot of strange beer dreams but um but yeah so i just have to you know basically i i keep the shop you know stocked with all the delicious uh beer offerings mm-hmm. and then also i have to uh, make sure the um the tap list is always ready to go and up to date and all backed up with fun and exciting new things on the tap list and um, i also order the wine for the shop too and then um yeah and i put together beer and cheese um pairings which we've taken a little hiatus on because of the holidays but we are going to be um getting back into it you know starting this month oh nice which is like really exciting it's just like a fun do you know, way what, to do you know, do you know what the date of the first one is going to be sarah the date that's a good one because i have just been talking to a couple of breweries to do something Ooh. Ooh. um that's exciting. and i th- yes <laughs> we are um yeah so i'm just looking at my calendar now i have a feeling that maybe the it's probably going to be not until the 24th well the 20th maybe yeah okay something to look forward to yes exactly yes I mean, yeah, I think trying to squeeze something in on the 13th might be pushing it, but we'll see. Yeah, but definitely for the So you're still sticking with Friday nights for that? Friday nights, yes, for the beer and cheese pairings. Um, Yeah, and depending on what uh, the times that the brewery is available, so it's either going to be like 5 to 8 or like 6 to 9. Um. Yeah, and Glenn, I know you've been to many of those. It's just, it's just oh, fun. I, I try not to miss. I've missed a few of them, but I try never to. Yes, I mean it's you know you get to try free beer and you get to eat yeah. free cheese, and then um, yeah, and it's sometimes you know things and beer and breweries that people have never had before, and sometimes it's just some you know old favorites. And we try to feature some like cider houses as well. So and if you're really, really uh, fortunate after you have your, your the tasting, you might sit down at the bar and find yourself next to the owner of the brewery and he'll buy you a beer. That happened to me last time I was there. Oh, yes. With Strong Rope. Thanks. Th- yes, that was a Strong Rope. That, that yes. was really uh, wonderful. Got to keep your ears oh, open. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make, Make sure you know who's around you. this is very true but yeah so it's yeah yeah it's just constantly about um you know ordering beer you know trying to find new beer and like what's you know exciting out there in the beer world and i mean it's it's quite overwhelming because just in new york city itself i think we have like 40 breweries or something like that is it up to 40 yeah 38 was the last number i'd heard so it wouldn't surprise me it's up to 40 now so, you know, and it's not just, you know, then we get stuff distributed from, you know, up and there's tons of breweries in upstate New York, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Right. So it's not just the city, it's upstate New York. And then, you know, from the rest of the U.S. and, you know, we have like a fun little international section too. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot of beer and it's, it's hard sometimes because our shop is so small yeah. and I want to be able to like order it all and carry everything that comes out but you know i have to i have to be very good with the with editing my finger when i have to like push certain things i'm like "Eh." (laughs) sounds like an exponential version of the beer drinkers dilemma because of course we have that dilemma every time we go to a a incredibly well-stocked store like the beer and cheese collective like i don't know which one very true i know it's i want all of them Exactly. But it's it's a lot of fun and, and I enjoy it and I enjoy meeting all the people from the breweries and you know, and it's a it's a especially within New York City, it's a it's a nice little beer community. Um, oh yeah. So that's that's great, yeah. And you know, and I feel like even within all the breweries everyone just seems to be very supportive of each other and stuff and it's 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 cool. So it's it's been it's it's been fun taking over so far. And, and Sarah, you are if I'm, if I'm correct here. Aside from Rick, you're the only original uh, member of of the team that's still there, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was me, wow. me and me and Rig. We were the last two strongholds, and then yeah, and then now he has moved upstate, and Wait, uh, uh, I'm now behind the times. Rick moved upstate. No, Rig, oh, Rig. Uh, Rig. Professor Pilsner. Sorry. I was going to say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A little more fanfare yeah, for the white family with, left with, the story. With, yeah. with, with, a, 
<laughs> with a rig and a Rick. Uh, it, it, that's that's why we. It's almost better. To, we never did. Did we ever actually ever give Rick a beer vendor name? Rick, I, think, I think it's Rick White. Because we tried. I feel like nothing stuck. Yeah, Mr. yeah. White. I think he, but he's been on. He may be the only person that we that we didn't quite ever manage that with. But we we we're not inclined to let that happen again, no. especially yeah. today, as we have to uh, give our friend Sarah a, a beer vendor name. Now there, there is one thing though yeah. that, that I think may, may play into this though because I do want to yes. mention that when I was first introduced to you, Sarah, you were intro- I was introduced to you as Mama. Aha, that's right. Oh yeah, and I yeah. want to know where that comes from because I do think <laughs> Huck that this could be important for our naming. It may already exist the name. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, th- that is because when uh, when I first started at the beer and cheese um there was another uh young lady named sarah also who was a bartender and so there were two of us and then because i was a mom um i don't even know like who pinned this down and who coined this or which staff member was responsible um possibly sarah had something to do with it um i shan't relinquish uh, my name but yes <laughs> but but yeah so then um so they i got the nickname mama and it just made it easier because there was two of us so and so that kind of stuck and oh, i i was totally fine with it you know i'm a mom so. was it ma- was it mama just mama or was there a mama initial or mama sarah or anything like that it was I both. heard Mama Sarah a lot too. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people said Mama Sarah. Some people would just say Mama. So yeah, hmm. and it's so funny. One of my coworkers from the Diamond came to Beer and Cheese one time, and like heard people calling me that, and he just got like just the funniest kick out of it <laughs> because at the diamond everybody just knew me as sarah and stuff so he's like why the What's hell this mama business? Yes. he thought it was the funniest thing in the world he's like oh my god can we start that the diamond and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> um but yes you know it, yeah it made sense also i feel like everyone else you know and yeah i i and I think also everyone else that worked at the Diamond was, you know, and, and still kind of is younger than me. So mm. it just kind of made sense why I took on. You the, seem very young to me. So. <laughs> yes. Well, oh, now, I did open that, that other bottle logic beer. Mm-hmm. I just get for a photo sake. Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. okay. This is the what is it? Let us know. Hana, Hanamachi. Hanamachi Black. The Japanese. Oh, Japanese good. rice locker. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got to say, I like it. It's a rice lager, Japanese style and dark. So it's some some dark rice Uh, or I'm not sure how they did it, but it's great. It's great. I love it. So hooray. Bottle logic. Yeah, we so have the redemption. yin and yang of bottle Finally, light. Finally, redemption is that, it is a dark. The underwhelming. It is a dark beer. So they 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 are good with their dark. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. this is fun. It's, it's got a nice, uh, right. a nice uh, light chocolatey, uh, chocolatey front, and in the back you really get to actually get the the rice flavor, which is nice. Oh, how cool! Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah it's fun. But, that sounds so, awesome. But with, okay. with some liquid uh, oh, yeah, inspiration, yeah. Huck. Right, back to naming. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say with that liquid inspiration, Huck. Do you have some thoughts? I have a couple. Well, I was thinking. Uh, I think it was the Queen of Diamonds was pretty good, um, <laughs> but since we have the Mama, Ooh. Mama right. Diamond is not bad. Uh, Oh. Or uh, I just love the I mean diamond you shine you know that was uh, a yeah. lot of the the origin story there but with mama we want to yeah. include that but I was also thinking <laughs> being mama <laughs> and the you provide us with the beers I was thinking the provider <laughs> Ooh. I I really like that one the provider that's pretty great that's pretty that's pretty or, terrific or mama provider or. The providing mother, uh, yeah. providing mama. <laughs> Gentlemen, any other providers? ideas or Sarah? I I mean, there's this. It's hard to get away from the incredible simplicity of the provider. Yeah. I was gonna say I I, I, I do like that. It's, oh. it's it's quite funny. It kind of has like a subtly gangster feel to it, which mm-hmm. I yeah. you know I, I I can get into. <laughs> 
I've been to see the provider. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, what beers we having this week? Now... You better talk to the provider. See, it that's what's going like to happen. It sounds like it could be something that's illegal and, you know, a little, you know, a little illicit. And, you know, I'm down for that. Wow. There you <laughs> go. Wow. That was, that was pretty, that was a, that was a quick one, Huck. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do better than that. Uh, I, 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 unless, did you have anything, Beer One? No, I, I, I'm after the provider. I'm yeah. stunned. I was gonna do something around the the fact right. that you really had a Belgian phase, just because I always love having more Belgian stuff on here. But no, the right. provider, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, takes all. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, are, okay. are you good with that, Sarah? Oh no, I, I am. I, I enjoy it very much. <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. All right. All right. Uh, so so be... you told us about the yes, go ahead. Uh, no, but the saying... upcoming uh, uh, upcoming tastings. Uh, any other uh, big things happening at the Beer and Cheese Collective soon? Um, what else? We're doing some tastings. I think we are trying to do a fun um, uh, paint. Ooh, like a drinking and painting art night. night. Yeah, those are An always art fun. Night. Uh, yes. We've never done it's something sort of expansion on the uh, paint your own, on the make your that we always had the pumpkin thing once a year. Yes, uh, for for Halloween we do we do and and I think just as like a fun kind of winter activity. Um, I am uh, I am friends with someone who is an artist. She's also a she teaches art high school art here in New York City, and then she hosts these uh, paint nights. Oh, cool. Um, so we thought it might be something fun to do at our shop. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so there's a possible paint night coming for the winter. I think Rick might have some fun activity thing up his sleeve for people to do, uh, possibly for Valentine's Day coming up. Nice. Kind of maybe like uh, make your own something. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. All right. That's yeah. uh, that's 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 in subtle, uh, vague, yes. but still intriguing. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. We we've been talking to different kind of, um, art. You know, kind of artists and vendors, like local vendors that do various or make kind of various little gifty type of things. So we thought maybe we could incorporate that as to like uh, guests can kind of do it themselves and you know drink while they do it and you know so something something kind of fun like that and definitely um beer and cheese pairings we're going to start that back up this month and then they you know they we, we plan to do them twice a month so oh nice so that is going to be something special you know try to get some cool breweries in uh, I haven't confirmed anything 100%, so I, unfortunately I can't give you, like, names just yet, but it's, you know, it's in the works. With well, as soon as, you do, as soon as you can tell me, we'll talk about it here, and I'll put it on social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be since great. you are our official sponsor. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. And then, you know. And because we we like you. Well, well thank you. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I appreciate it. it uh, and then, yeah, if we obviously have some fun tastings and stuff coming up, then we can, we can even, you know, give you guys some of the tasty beers to, to feature, which is always fun. Right. As well. well, now you mentioned yeah. social media, um, captain, should people want to, you know, obviously, well, if we should ask, um, where, if, if we want to find the Bear and Cheese Collective on the socials, uh, where, where are you guys located? We are on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, and it's at uh, all right at Beer and Cheese Collective. Perfect. Yes. Uh, and if yes, you can't find the them, which you should, you can always find us where, Captain. Oh well, you can find us uh, on uh, on uh, well, still on Twitter for the time being. I don't know with Elon Musk. Uh, we I'm not I'm not using it a whole lot, but we're still on there. Technically, uh, also at. Uh, also on Facebook, uh, also on Instagram, all at at the Beer Avengers. Yeah, uh, and of course, if you wanna if you wanna reach out to us and uh, and what is it's very strange to I feel very old when I have to describe any kind of email as old school <laughs> since email didn't exist when I was in school. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you want to do the send us an email, you can do that at the you can do the the Beer Avengers at gmail dot com. Uh, is uh, let's see. 
And, and yeah, and look at that. We'll also be putting uh, on, especially on Instagram, we're putting all of our sponsored pours uh, on there. Um, and uh, every time, uh, every time the provider uh, provides, yes. <laughs> you will see exactly uh, because we can't all the all the all the she's so generous. All the all the beers she gives us, we can't fit them all on the show. But we want to make sure you all know what you can get at the Beer and Cheese Collective. Yeah, uh, whether you're uh, you know. Have putting together a cheese plate or or a charcuterie kind of thing. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, good stuff there. Absolutely. Um, we, yeah, we're yeah. lucky to have I'm you going. as a part of the New York City beer uh, community. Really, you guys. I we were yeah we, we were there the other night, and I was looking at the just the provisions beyond just beer, and I was like, you know what, this is a place one could truly move into and and eat at, and that's part of the reason you know that's part of the reason we love you guys. Oh well, thank you. That's I appreciate really- it. It's yeah. It's we have a we have a nice little like community, I think at the collective, and you know hopefully we will continue that for many many years to come. But it's you know, I I I mean I guess that's why I've been there for so long. I enjoy my time there. <laughs> so Excellent. That's, well, this yeah. has been a wonderful hour. Thank you for joining us, uh, Sarah. Heretofore to be known as uh, the, the provider, provider. Yeah. Uh, and anytime we mention you, we will. Uh, we we will always call you by that name unless we forget and call you Sarah because that's that's, that's how, what that's happens how it around here. here. Yeah, the thing with the Beer Avengers is that is that is that when we have secret identities and we're drinking, it's just always been hard to completely uh, maintain those. But but thank you so much for joining us and uh, and come back anytime. Yes, I would love to. Thank you guys for having me. This has been great. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, talking about all the delicious beer. And uh, especially, you know, talking about us too. And yeah, it makes us all feel special. Thanks so much. Pleasure. Oh, very good. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. And uh, Huck is now going to play us out. Oh, we're the beer, 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 Avengers. Beer, 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 Avengers. Beer, 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 Avengers. We're the beer, Avengers.